Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. It is good to be all together on this feast day of the Ascension. Today, of course, is the feast day of the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a grand day to come together to celebrate the victory of our Lord his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. In fact, we celebrate this day every Sunday, every Lord's Day, every time we say the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed saying on the third day, Jesus rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. In our gospel Reading from Luke tells the story of the ascension, the final verses of the gospel book. And St. Luke begins the book of Acts with a more thorough account of Jesus' ascension into heaven. And both, of course, were our readings today on this evening. For 40 days, Jesus visited with his disciples after the resurrection. He appeared on roads, on water walking through walls with his resurrected body. He instructed them, encouraged them, forgave them. And then 40 days after his resurrection, he left. He was talking with them saying, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. And then... He was taken up and disappeared in a cloud, and they stood there staring into the empty sky. He was gone. That is the account of the ascension of Jesus Christ. So, why did Jesus go? Why did Jesus ascend to be with the Father? Would it not have been more efficient, more helpful if he would have stayed here on earth? Why did he leave his disciples, his his followers? This is why there is almost a bit of sadness on Ascension Day, because Jesus left. And this is where we really get into the crux of the matter. It is possible to look at the ascension as the withdrawing of the presence of God, and it certainly has that feel to it. Our world certainly shares the thought. I'm sure we've all heard a friend or a co-worker acquaintance say, where is God? Where was God when this happened or that happened? Or perhaps you've heard someone say, well, is Jesus really ever coming back? You know, that's... That's been around for a long time now. But the truth, as it so often is in the scriptures, is very different than what we may initially perceive. Most of what we have recorded as the words of Jesus in the Gospels is not what we always think of. I think if you were to ask people what Jesus talked about and what he taught, it seems many, if not most, would answer that Jesus talked about love, about kindness, about being nice to other people, about forgiveness. And he certainly does talk about those things. But what he actually spoke the most about that we read in the scriptures is the kingdom of God. 
Most of his parables start with the words, the kingdom of God is like. And when we pay attention to the way Jesus describes the kingdom of God, we find that it is very different than the kingdoms of this world. Our culture proclaims power by domination and control. Jesus declares that greatness is found by the ones who serve all. Our world suggests personal autonomy is the way to freedom, doing the things we want to do, following our heart's desire, doing our passions. Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Our society proclaims victory as the defeat of our competitors, the destruction of our enemies. The victory of Christ is found in his own death on the cross. This is the upside-down world of the kingdom of God. It is backwards from much of what our culture and society assert. It is a different way of thinking than our own sinful nature. C.S. Lewis in his book, The Weight of Glory, picks up on this upside-down thinking as he writes this. Obedience is the road to freedom. Humility, the road to pleasure. Unity, the road to personality. Some real perspective to consider and chew on. Of course, our culture would suggest the reverse is true. So when we encounter the narrative of our Lord ascending into heaven, it is not in abandonment, but actually quite the opposite. Because 10 days later, the Holy Spirit empowered the disciples of Jesus, filling them with God's presence. Not just Jesus physically with them, but the Spirit of God manifested in their lives, in their very being, teaching and guiding them. This is the same Spirit that fills our lives in our confession and baptism. The Holy Spirit indwells us, and we are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. So the lesson here on this most holy feast day of the Ascension is this. Allow the presence of God to fill your heart and mind all the more. You're not alone. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have been baptized in the Christian church, the presence of the living God is with you. And the presence of God is with the people of God, his church, of which through baptism, you are a member. And it is that presence, the Holy Spirit, that empowers us in this world, that guides us. Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Jesus said, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit convicts us. Jesus said, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. 
The Holy Spirit comforts and helps us. Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Holy Spirit guarantees us. St. Paul wrote, When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit and the ascension made the way for Christ Jesus to send the Holy Spirit to us. Jesus said in John chapter 16, very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I love the words of our colleague, Father Matt Ainsley, the priest at All Souls just south of here near Disney World. A few years ago, he wrote this. He said, and this is where the Ascension and Pentecost dovetail for the two are inextricably linked. Jesus goes into heaven so that heaven can come to earth through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus ascends to heaven to send heaven to earth through the Holy Spirit. Ascension is a reminder that the Holy Spirit is with us. and We are not alone. So may our prayer be to allow the presence of God to fill our hearts and minds all the more. May our prayer be, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. And send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. So even in the midst of a most wretched week, painful, in the trials of life, in our world, in our nation, in our own families, in our own brokenness. Our prayer is for the presence of God to fill this world. Today on the Ascension Day, Christ Jesus ascended to heaven so that the Holy Spirit would come, so that heaven would come to earth. May God's people be encouraged, especially on this celebratory day, this high feast day we call Ascension. God is with us. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.